Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Harmony. And we are Lymphatic Care. The Naked Truth. We are going to dive into the lymphatic system, discuss how the system has let clients down due to lack of resources, education and knowledge on the challenges that affect the lymphatic system. We are looking forward to sharing our stories and our experiences. Hi, Harms. Hi, Shell. How are you? I'm good. It feels like a hot minute since I've been here and seen you. Oh, I don't know. You haven't been around for a while. You've been I know. Busy. It feels... It has been super busy. My emails have been slammed, which is not a bad problem to have. But so um, you going to the village soon? Have, are you going to the village? When are you going to the village? Or have no, you we been? just had village. We just got back uh, Tuesday, Monday, Monday afternoon. Oh, how did that go? Uh, it rained the whole time again. again. Which it rained, yeah, it rained the whole time last time too. Oh gosh! Oh no! So, but my sister came again, and. Um, it rained, so that was good. Now there's, you know, no excuses for them not to come camping because it rains anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's been really good though for us because it's allowed us to see like where we can alter our camp. Yeah, yeah, and kind of fix things up a bit. So that's been really good. That's um, Tilda. Uh, that nothing's been done to her. Chris literally went out there yesterday and was like, "So I see nothing's been done," and I'm like, "No, nothing has been done." Um, but. It's good, though, in the sense that it's rained a heap and she hasn't gotten wet. Oh, good. So, yeah. That's a positive. We're, yeah. <laughs> so just no. recap, Tilda is your caravan that you're building. Tilda is our 22-foot van that we are building from almost scratch. So we bought her and she was like a run-down teenager's retreat. Yeah. And when we brought her home um, was always the – with the idea of building her so that we could live in her and travel. So she's up to, we've got all the walls inside, the wiring's done. Now we've just got to put the four season vents back in the top, um, put the door on, put the brake system in, and then she can be registered. Nice. Nearly there. Nearly there. You excited? Uh, Yes and no. Um, Need to get more organized with our time, like actually going, okay, you've got, xyz days and this much time available that's when you're in the van because at the moment uh it just feels a little bit weird because like chris has been away for a couple of weeks on and off and yeah then we went camping and then we came back and then he went away and then we went away and now we're back and you know that's probably why i haven't seen you or even spoken to you because you've been out of range anyway yeah well that's it so um it's one of the i suppose beautiful things about camping is that no one can get you. <laughs> well, like, well, I know once I'm there, I'm gone. Yeah. Um, and, like, the place that we went to on the weekend has reception. Yeah. Which was good in the sense that we left Ella here, so she was here with a friend. So it was good to be able to just walk up the driveway and contact her, but I didn't like it because, like, I like the excuse per se of being like, okay, we're going camping, phone's off, no contact. Yeah. Um, You know, and then I don't feel guilty, whereas knowing that I had – like reception, there was a couple of times where I was like, oh, maybe I should just check my work emails. Maybe yeah. I should just oh, text no. back all the people that messaged me. And I was like, no, like you're camping. People don't realize that you have reception. Stay away. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I didn't so, even think twice. I'm yeah, well, not and that's it. It's like, whereas, yeah, as soon as I make myself, like I noticed even my dad, because my phone was ringing, he was trying to call me. 
Yeah. Whereas normally like my phone comes up, you know, unavailable because it's out of reception. So this time I didn't answer the phone call and he was like, your phone rang. I thought you don't have reception. I said, normally I don't. It's only because we're on a new land or different land that I have reception, but normally I don't have any. So... So are you still planning on going and traveling around Australia in March? Is that That's still the your plan? Where um, where are we now? What November, it's December, November, in March? So four months and the lease is up. So the plan is to be out of here before the lease is up, wherever that is, probably around the February mark. But we'll just we'll see. I, I'm I'm positive and I'm confident that we'll get there. Yeah. But at the moment, there's just a a lot of shuffling that feels like needs to happen you know like the kids have all got things on at the moment and i've got things on like i've got to get a i've got a dentist trip to do and the kids have got dentist trips to do and and then you know packing and like all those things just seems really overwhelming but it'll get done so we you started some training let's talk about that i started last week so um it's nothing very exciting at the moment, but um, started went back to TAFE to do the Certificate 5 in training and assessing, um, which will allow – it'll allow me to do lots of things, but predominantly um, I want to be able to bring that back into lymphatic care so that we can train our staff and certify them. So yeah, that's yeah. what that does. So that allows us to certify um, – and I mean, essentially, it just it gives me a reason to say, well, I can be the ticker and the flicker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all it does. But um, yeah, so I've gone back to tape that started last week, and we're currently uh, learning how to efficiently assess people on the literacy, literacy, numeracy, and language i think it is the lln whatever that lln test is um a lot of people do that before they you know as a kind of a bridging gap to get into uni yeah um so it's not hard but it's it's just very brain heavy you know like there's just a lot of reading and none of it really uh excites me or interests me in the slightest (laughs) oh you probably won't i mean it's not nursing (laughs) No, it's well, that's it. Even even the training and assessing is not nursing. So it's boring. But like I said, it's it allows us to be able to do the next, you know, I suppose, level up. Yeah. Yeah. Just training our staff. Um, And I mean, that's the reason I wanted to do it anyway, was just that it opened doors for us for lymphatic care. We can start doing online training for our staff and then they can go through and you can take yeah. click. Well, that's exactly ideal. right. Yeah. It doesn't matter where in Australia you would be, you'd be able to keep an eye on them with the online. Yeah, course. and that's it. I know that I really love training the staff. Like that's probably one of the big things that I love about my job. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just to be able to do this and then it means that I'm able to, you know, help people and train them in the right way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's where I'm at at the moment. So yesterday was Melbourne Cup Day. What did you do? I didn't even know it was Melbourne Cup Day. Oh, didn't you? I have a a story to tell. So I I went to a client. I didn't know it was Melbourne Cup Day until the day. If I knew prior, I would have worn a a hat or something, (laughs) but I didn't. So I'm working away and then I found out halfway through my day it was Melbourne Cup because there was hardly anyone on the road because they're all at Melbourne Cup. Of course. And 
I saw my last client, he was, I saw him a little bit earlier, about quarter to two, and he was sitting in front of the TV and he said, I'm watching, I said, you're watching the cup? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, quickly, let's get this pump on so I'm out of your way and we can watch the cup together. So here we are watching uh, Channel 7. He goes, yep, it'd be on soon and it's like 10 past. He said, but I don't understand, it's not on yet. I said, mate, and I checked out the time difference. I said, maybe it's at 3 o'clock our time and and." Because the time difference, yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds that sounds good. So it was like twenty to three, and he said, "Oh, I don't know, something feels bad." And I said, "Okay." So he flipped through the, through the channels. He went to channel ten, and they already had the race. It was already done. <laughs> the whole oh, thing. because of daylight savings? No, because channel ten had the uh, the rights to um, broadcast oh. over the other channels. And oh my god. So we totally missed it. He was so peeved off. He was so angry because he was sitting in front of the TV for hours watching other races instead yeah. of the Melbourne Cup. Oh, he was annoyed. He said, I've got to watch it on news now. And I said, well, you know what, I probably won't even, want, won't even watch it on the news. It's not important to me. But oh. that was funny. Poor <gasps> chat. He's probably oh. only the highlight of his day is to... Um, do something special. He, he likes going out to men's shed and things like that. So yep. having Melbourne Cup was just something different, something to look forward to, and then he missed it anyway. So that was um, <laughs> quite entertaining. So I thought it's been a wee while since we talked about the basics of um, lipedema. So what do you reckon we just recap on what lipedema does? I'll let you take the lead with lipedema. Take it away. Oh, well. So, um, lipedema or lipedema is essentially diseased fat and it's an accumulation of that fat. So, um, it's not cheeseburger fat. You don't get it from eating too many bad foods. You can't lose the weight. Um, it's not like normal fat. So normal fat is, you know, you've probably all seen the pictures where it's like a kilo of fat versus a kilo of muscle. Um, the lipedema fat doesn't look like that so it's not yellow and sludgy or you know as a whole it's like little tiny grains of rice um and they basically one you you're born with one and in each i'm trying to explain it in a way that's sort of understanding for, uh, understandable for everyone you might have one or two that you're born with because it's a genetic disease and then essentially what happens is when you hit your period or you have like a monsoon of hormones so stress factors are um, a big um contribute largely to that as well and essentially what happens is every time you go through that period so whether it's when you're um, first getting your period whether it's when you have a child or multiple children or perimenopause and menopause you get this influx of hormones and that is what exacerbates the lipedema and so a lot of the time to begin with we think um that it's just fluid because that's how it starts off a lot of the time the common symptoms especially in pre-adolescent or young women is they've got cankles they've got yeah. swelling in their knees and they've got um, column shaped legs or tree trunk shaped legs and what that means is that there's not really any definition between their their calves and their thighs or um just in, in yeah it's kind of hard to explain really if you just think of a, a leg that has no shape yeah um and that's sort of the like the beginning stages of it so um 
then you sort of move on to really uh, misshaped legs and a lot of the time the women have got like triangle shapes so they're really really wide at the hips and then as it comes down their legs you know their hips and their thighs are their biggest and it's the rest of it is smaller so a lot of the time as well um if you can usually tell that it's lipedema because their waist is so much smaller than their legs yeah some of them some of them get like a size eight waist and then they could be a size 20 hips and legs hey yep well that's it and so that's usually the first way to sort of diagnose that oh it's actually not um it's not regular fat because they don't have the fat around their waist yeah Um, and so that's a for us anyway when we go into diagnose or um suspect diagnose then that's how uh, that's how i do it anyway i kind of look and i go what are your main you know experiences what was it like as a kid did you have any pain did you have cankles um you know and that's usually when they go oh yeah i've always had thick set legs there's no such thing mm-hmm. um and that's the biggest that's the biggest telltale sign for me is oh i've always had muscly legs no you haven't <laughs> you've always had <laughs> fat accumulation that you weren't aware it was fat. And once you start talking to them a little bit more, you know, they'll usually drop, oh, I can't lose the weight off my legs no matter what, or they really hurt at nighttime um, or just in certain spots, you know, like, oh, they're not painful, but they're painful to touch here and they're painful to touch here. And then when you you start assessing, you realize, oh, that area there is a lipedema pocket. Oh, that area there is a lipedema pocket. Yeah. Um, so there's different stages. There's uh, well, depending on who you speak to, because some of the doctors will just do four stages, four stages of lipedema, and then some doctors will also do uh, s- stage one. Is it stage like stage one, set one, or something? So yeah, there's like yeah. stages within stages. Um, I'm not completely fully in understanding all of those terms, but essentially for me, this stage one to stage four just indicates. Um, how much or how much percentage of your legs or your body in total is is covered by the lipedema and that's why sometimes it's um, a little bit challenging because we can look at someone and you can think oh they've got to be stage four and they're only stage two and it's because they do have an accumulation of regular fat as well as disease fat um and so it's a little bit frustrating sometimes when you meet people for the first time and they've gone and self-diagnosed yeah um, especially with all these Facebook groups and stuff, which are great for support. But also what I've noticed in some of these groups is that the support can give misinformation, which obviously is like anything. So don't go being Dr. Google. The best thing to do is always, um, even for us, we will go and do an assessment or an admission for someone and they've had never heard of lipedema. I will always say to them, look, I, you still need to go and see a professional to be um, officially diagnosed. So we can pre-diagnose you and we can point you in the right direction, but no one can officially diagnose you apart from a surgeon. Um, And so that bringing on to that is the next point of how do I get rid of it, which is you have to see a surgeon. There's no other way around it. You can't just diet yourself out of it. You can't um, wear compression garments and it will just magically disappear. The only way to remove it is to have li- water assisted liposuction and you can have normal liposuction, um, which we've had clients in the past that have had that. It's a bit of a hit and miss from what I'm noticing though, in the sense of how much is removed, because if you don't remove all of it, it will grow back. And we've seen that in a couple of our clients. Yeah. I've got a story just to that alone. There was a client that we had, she was um, post-operative, say, 12 months, and she was good for pre-op. She did everything she was supposed to do according to pre-op, spent a fortune doing her um, surgery, but post-operative, she didn't do anything. 
She didn't get any manual draining. She didn't wear garments. She didn't watch diet. She didn't exercise. She never saw the surgeon again. So when we've gone in, she's double the size because she's done nothing, absolutely nothing post-operative. So she's wasted all this money only to work out that now she's increased size instead of decreased size because she look after herself post-operative. And this is why it's so important, in my opinion anyway, this is what I'm noticing the difference between us when we're out on the field and other practitioners. And, I mean, I don't even know if this is a practitioner problem or if it's the fact that we're nurses so we're just that little bit more medically interested. Yeah. But the information that's being spread out there in the field it's not even actually the information, it's the lack of information. Like we've gone to a couple of clients that have lipedema and lymphedema. So they've got lipolymphedema, which means that they're not only struggling from an accumulation of fat, they're struggling from an accumulation of fluid and blockages within the nodes. But lymphedema, the fluid, actually helps feed the lipedema, the fat. Mm. And so when you've got both, you're kind of being hit with a double whammy of pain and swelling as well as your one problem is creating further issues for the other problem. But what I'm noticing is like the lack of education. So we've got a couple of clients who have come to us from other practitioners and I'm spitting out things that are common knowledge to me. Like this stuff should be shared with you. As soon as you tell me that you've got lipedema or or lymphedema, but as soon as predominantly lipedema, because I know that in order for you to have surgery, you have to be aware of X, Y, Z, and you have to be doing the things to reduce the amount of regular fat that you may have in your body. Mm. And it's really interesting to me that a lot of these practitioners aren't sharing that information. Like it's not common knowledge. They're sharing it like it's a secret for them. Yeah. And that really frustrates me because then you've got clients who, you know, for 12 months, they, they're not understanding the importance of following those protocols. They think that it's just so that they can lose weight, not understanding that actually when you do the compression garments and you do the therapy or the treatment from a practitioner and you also do this and you, I mean, you could do all the things and tick all the boxes, which would be amazing. It means that your lipedema probably won't grow at all. But even just by doing 50% of those things, you're already reducing the amount of lipedema that will grow. And so these things should, every practitioner should know this. Like if you're helping people in the field, then you should be giving the education that's required. Mm. Um, and I suppose that's one of the re- the good things about us kind of coming back to lipedema now is we've got a lot more clients on the books. Like I reckon it's probably a good 60 to 40% now, 60% lymphedema, yeah. 40%. Whereas back when we first started 12 months ago, like for the podcast, we probably only had three or four clients on the books yeah. that were lipedema. Um, and whereas now more women are calling us and saying, oh, I've just been diagnosed with like lipedema or I think I have lipedema. Um, and so it's, A, it's super important to understand that, no, it's not just normal fat. You can't just lose it by going to the gym. The gym is actually one of the worst places for you to go because you're more likely to do high-impact exercise, which then just creates more stress within your body, which then just exacerbates the growth of the lipedema. And also inflammation of the body too. Yeah, exactly, and the inflammation. So if you've got lipedema and lymphedema, you're going to balloon because of the inflammation that's caused from the lactic acid release, um, which is from when the muscles are are being stretched and um, grown, basically. But, um, yeah, so lipedema, four stages, disease fat, can happen anywhere over your body. Predominantly it happens from the buttocks down, though, so from the hips down. um, Family history. 
yeah, family history, you can usually tell that you're going to have it based on your family. Um, and obviously female men can get it, but they don't get it um, anywhere near as often because obviously they don't have those hormone surges. Um, from what I've read, men usually get it if they've got low testosterone, obviously, yeah. because then the estrogen rises. And usually if men get it in later date, as in they don't have it until they're in their 50s or 60s, it's usually a um, it's an indication that they could have prostate cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which was interesting to me I, but i suppose men probably wouldn't be looking for an accumulation of fat between their hips and their feet um and then obviously then we, it just comes down to the ways to manage it so there's no way to get rid of it other than the liposuction which is expensive but i will preface and say you get what you pay for we've i've really noticed the difference between the people who go to um some of our well-known surgeons here in Queensland versus, you know, some of them travel to like Melbourne or Sydney and they come back and they're like, oh, I got all of mine done in one day. That's great. Well done for you that you've got an easier recovery. But 12 months time, we're seeing them and they've got lipedema, you know, twofold basically. Um, And so, you know, then once you're looking at, okay, if you do choose to get rid of it, well, then that's awesome. The the, um, care plan is the same pre as post. The only difference is obviously we get regular MLD um, post-surgical. So when you're preparing for surgery, your care plan looks like wearing compression garments um, every single day. And what that does is that not only stops or reduces the lipedema from growing, but it also allows um, your fluid accumulation to reduce and it keeps everything nice and soft. And, and supported is- too, hey. Exactly. A lot of our clients, one of the things that they report is when they're wearing their garments regularly, as in daily, um, they begin to actually understand what it feels like for their legs to be supported. And then they start to miss that. Um, yeah. and I've, we've got a couple of clients that have chosen to still wear their garments yeah. post-surgical, even when they don't have to, because it feels better for them. Um, so you want to be wearing your garments and ideally you want you're in, you know, you want all the areas to be covered that has lipedema, whether that's just in your legs or your abdomen, as well as your arms. Um, and like Shell said, there's a multitude of reasons there that we do that. So compression is one diet control is another. Now it's not so that you can lose weight, but it's to ensure that a, the particular foods, lymphedema especially, not so much lipedema, but lymphedema and lipedema, um, they feed off inflammatory foods. So that's your processed foods, your carbohydrates and your starches. Any, If you're eating a high diet of those or in high, high quantity, you're essentially speeding up the growth rate and the inflammation. And so what we recommend is that you either go on keto or anti-inflammatory so that you can reduce that. It's not so that you can try and lose the weight. However, when you do go on keto, especially um, pre-surgery, it's so that we know that you're removing as much additional fat as possible. And the reason that they do that is so that when you actually have the water-assisted liposuction, the, uh, and I mean, I'm only speaking for one particular doctor, but um, his way of doing it is so that that way he knows that all he's dealing with is lipedema fat mm. or predominantly. And that just allows his techniques to be a little bit more laser focused. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why he gets such great results as well, because yeah. 
he's not dealing with um, an excess of regular fat as well. And this is the difference between water assisted and regular liposuction. One is super invasive and super rough on the body and the other one is a lot more gentler. You can uh, actually see the difference, can't you, when you do a manual drainage compared oh, to the sure. two surgeries. You can oh, actually sure. feel the tracking of the catheter. Yeah. And that is so unusual when you feel it when you do a manual drainage that you when you feel the lumps and bumps of actually where that catheter went it just surprised you compared to our doctor that we we recommend you don't feel that at yep. all you yeah no it's so different yeah and even the level of um bruising and inflammation like the bruising is pretty severe post-surgical um but that's to be expected but I've noticed even the difference in how long the, the swelling and the bruising lasts yeah. versus the like regular liposuction technique. It's yeah, so yeah. much, it's like being battered. They are pretty bruised, aren't they? There's um, yeah. poor. But, you know, it is an invasive procedure and you're going to get oh, yeah. bruised anyway. Absolutely. But you can definitely see the difference. Um, not saying these doctors don't know what they're doing. They obviously do have knowledge of what they're doing, but it's just we see the difference of, it's like yin and yang. You definitely yeah. notice the difference. And, you know, we've got some clients coming on board now that they have been diagnosed and now they're getting their mums to be diagnosed because, you know, they've been told by their doctor they just need to lose weight and exercise. And, you know, they're 70, 80-year-old and being told that all their life. And it's like yep. they they are literally banging their heads against the wall. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's it. And that's probably one of the most frustrating things that we see in the field is just the, again, it's just poor information. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, like, that's it. If we if we get told just the right ways to manage it. Yeah. Like, if, if women were told from the very beginning, oh, you've got lipedema, you're stage one, okay, here, this is what you need to do, then women would be more proactive and um informed and then they would be able to make better decisions like yeah. i know one of the clients that we've spoken to she was seeing a practitioner for i think almost 18 months and half of the information that she was told she was never given reason as to why which if you're not given a reason as to why or like the consequences then there's not really going to be any follow-through yeah and then once i'd explained some things to her she was it was like light bulbs went off and she's like oh wow i see the importance of following through with this yeah exactly you know, and then that means that she doesn't have to fight with herself every day when she makes poor choices because yeah. she's understanding, well, if I make this poor choice, it's going to lead to this. Do I want this, you know, or do I want to do better? Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, lipidema, lipidema is a whole new world for a lot of people that we see. And, I mean, knowledge is power, and I've said that just about every episode. Speaking of episodes, she realised we've been going for 12 months. Yeah, I know. I look. I said that just before. Like I looked and I was like, "Oh wow, we um, because it was when we did the lipedema conference last year." Yeah, yeah, and that's here, crazy. It's unbelievable, isn't it? And I don't know how many people are following us, but thank you to the listeners who are. We do appreciate you. Um, but yeah, I don't know how to find out how many people, but we do have other um podcasters contacting us and want to have a chat which is great thank you so much for thinking of us um but yeah we'll um our lipedema lipedema ladies preferably ladies um 
do have more knowledge when they come and see us because we definitely do educate them and lead them into the right direction when it comes to their journey. Um, some choose to go down surgery path, some t- just tend to maintain. They know what's wrong and what they've got to do and happy just to follow the maintenance road, which is something that they're quite happy to do as well. Yeah. So compression garment is the key, even with lipidema, uh, lipidema and lymphedema, but they're happy, as you said, it's um, more support and when you think about it, it holds it all together. They, they feel more comfortable knowing they've got a compression garment that they can walk around and don't feel as much pain because they've got compression on. But, yeah, that is a nice recap on lipedema or lipedema. Yeah, gives them a little bit. Bit of an understanding. Yeah. No, thinking, is there anything else there? But, I th- like, that's I think like most of the information. Well, we do have a lot of information on our website and also on Facebook if you guys want to have a check and see what um, photos we have. We do have the normal regular fat to lipedema fat so you can see the difference. One has connective tissue and the other has actually fat cells. So it's quite interesting to see. So check it out on Facebook. You might have to scroll a bit. Um, I might have to re redo that one so it's up front so everyone can see it. But for now, I think that's it for us, Harms. Awesome. Okay. We've we'll got to go. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, we have a website, info.lymphaticare.org, if you want to go and check us out. We also have Facebook and Instagram. There's lots to learn there. If you want to reach out via email, info.lymphaticare at gmail.com. All those who live in the Brisbane area, give us a call, 0410 032 335. Got to go.